welcome to episode 79 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, it's 921. I just had my first sip of coffee and it's, that's not pleasant for me. I'll tell you oh. this much. I need it like. Oh, you need it right away? I need it right away. Oh, you're like right my away. husband. My husband, oh my God. as soon as he wakes up, he's with the cup of coffee me in too. his hand. Me too. I have to make it right away. So that's what I did this morning. I, w- I went running this morning, but before I left, I'm like, start it, start the coffee. I've made it. And I like left. So as soon as I came back, I could have it, which I did not do. I then went into the shower, got water uh, and I put it and then I was running late for your house. So I like now, now I'm having it. It's delicious. It looks put a little cinnamon in there. Ooh, I like that. It's a special little treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things, Tina, that the keep us things. going in life. Listen, a little bit of cinnamon always is. I, I needed some cinnamon yesterday. Really? Can I tell you something? Please, <laughs> please. Yesterday I had it. The mo- it was the most series of annoying things after annoying mm-hmm. things. And I felt like one of those little wind-up toys where I was, it was turning, turning, turning. And then something was going to be the thing that was going to make me like. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how you would. Do- I think that's li- if someone says, what is life? I would say it's a series of annoying things after annoying oh things after God. annoying things. <laughs> I had life. to take my children to get a haircut. Oh, brother. And my kid had this like, you know, like. They, at the end of the school year, because he finished fifth grade, so they gave him, like, all these coupons, like Dairy Queen and this and that. Mm-hmm. And one of them was for this haircut cut place, like a sports place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sports, so like, like sports clips. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we won't say that that's the name. Okay. I don't, are we allowed to bash a business? Anyway. Uh, wait, who's listening to this? <laughs> who's garbage. Listening? <laughs> who's listening? Who's listening to this? So, I take them to this place, and, and when you walk in, mm-hmm. you cannot make an appointment online. It's like when you walk oh. in, you check in. Yeah, why, why make things convenient okay. for people? So I go to check in, and I look, and it's zero weight. Oh. The, the lady is finishing up with someone. There's no one in the space. Yeah. She sees the two of us, greets us. Yeah. And she's like, you got to log in on, you know, check in. And so I'm trying to get the app, and I'm logging in, and it just, it wouldn't, you know, I did it like three times. It was mm-hmm. like zero weight. The next thing I know, a name pops up on the board, because some other person in the meantime had checked in as oh. they're walking in. Oh. Then two other people. Now I have over an hour wait. What? And she walks up and I said, listen, I've been, try- I've been sitting here. I'm trying to get on this thing. And she goes, well, I got to take this guy. And I'm like, but we, we were here before him. Oh, boy. And I was like, this is bullshit. And well, this I, is I technology walked out. Is I walked over. out. Yeah, good. Yes, good <laughs> for you. It's like, what? You should see Tina's face. She's so proud of herself oh my right god. now. I walked out so, of this place. Oh, my God. Good for <laughs> you. Good for but you. But my kids, and I'm, I'm, as I'm walking, I'm like, I'm like the cursing Ooh, up a storm. Yes, and my honey. kids are like, Ooh. what is going on? It's <laughs> like, yes. so mad. We go to another place, mm-hmm. and it was like, two-hour wait. Go oh. to one. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Everyone is out. Oh, maybe. Everyone yeah, is yeah. Well, holiday weekend, maybe? I don't know, but I finally I finally got them in somewhere. And I, I got to tell you, I've never, I, I just took my son to get a haircut at a barber shop. My, we, we normally do a barber shop. I've never been in a barber shop. It oh. was the best thing I've ever done in my life. I, we walked in, the guy was like, I could t- sit down, right? And I was like, holy shit. It was an incredible haircut. The guy is an artist. I mean, yes. with those buzz, with the buzzers. I, I, this is incredible, a barber shop. They got the sports games on. Yeah. Everybody's talking. I loved it. Yeah. I loved every My, my husband is normally the one that takes them to mm-hmm. the barbershop, but he's like, just go get them a quick. I yeah. It's like, because their hair, 
since the pandemic has been a mess and my husband's been doing it. Oh, that's, yeah, well. So then I cut the, my son's then, hair for years. And then, I, I, the pictures are horrendous of this poor baby. This is the best part, though. So we get in and, and two different ladies take them because they're like, we'll squeeze you and I'll take one, I'll take the other. Mm. And they're like, first of all, they're like, your, your children's hair is so dirty. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Tina, they did not say that to you. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Tina, Tina, stop. <laughs> stop. <I'm gonna> be- <laughs> oh my God. I just pictured like a cartoon with the flies. Like, was, around, like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, Your children are dirty. Are they dirty? They don't look dirty. <laughs> oh my God. So. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't leave because you finally got them in a no, chair. So you can't be chair. like, fuck you. Yeah. You have to, you have, I listen, have to get the haircut. I'll take the abuse. And so she's hair. like, she, so and one, we had recently gone to the beach. And I told my children, like, wash your hair. But they go in there and they don't wash their hair. Like, they'll uh, put. This is no, my no, son. This is the best part, though. I said, I said, are you guys, what, you're not washing your hair when you go into the shower? They've been putting body wash. Because <laughs> they don't have any more shampoo. But do they tell me, hey, Rana? No, they're no. putting body what? wash. Can I ask so you she goes, there's such a buildup on there. Oh my God, I can throw up. <laughs> Tina, how are these boys going to survive? Mom of the year. No, you're not, it's not you. It's boys. Yeah. Because my son, I told him, he doesn't, he hates, I have to like beg him to take a shower. Cause, and I told him, he's going into fifth grade. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. Your body is changing and you you're are going smell. to start to stink. Yeah. And then you don't want someone at school to be like, Declan stinks. Yeah. Like, can can you please go take a fucking shower, yeah. right? And the other day he went in and took a shower. And when I go to put him in bed, I give him a kiss on the head. I go, what the, f- <laughs> did you wash your hair? <laughs> he looks at me with a big smile. I go, it literally takes two fucking yeah, seconds no. to wash your hair. No. No, it's not you. It's boys. How are they going to survive when they know. leave our houses? And J- it. And my youngest son's hair is so thick. Yes, and curly. So, so we had gone to the beach the other day. He still had sand. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> underneath every, and I was like, listen, and I said, I'm so sorry. So the one lady's like, I can't even, she's like, I, I, I got it. And I said, do it, do what you got to do. But then my oh oldest, my God. his hair, because my husband just used the clippers like and all she, out of whack. And she's like, what, what, what ha-? she's like, what happened here? And I said, <sighs> Well, the clippers were used and she goes, oh, that explains it. So I said to my husband, I said, look, she's trying to fix because there's a cowlick and this. And he goes, this is, this is, this is not my fault. I, I did a perfectly fine job. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. We were all doing our best, Tina. We're doing our best. But can I say something else? It These was, two women cutting the hair need to shut the fuck up and just cut the hair. I mean, wash it and cut it. No one asked for yeah, your opinion. Well, you don't know what hap- what's happening in someone's house. It was just so funny. fucking cut the so hair. So then I was like, oh, do you want to, I said, I said, Luke, do you want to tr- put a little uh, product in, you know, to help? And she goes, oh, no, no, not until you clean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, wow, a mom shame city happening. I would not be, I'd be so proud. I'd be so proud. I just was like, look, look, I'm doing the best I can. That's right. (laughs) Hello. That's what we should all just be saying in 2021. I'm just trying to fucking survive. Can you get off my back? Oh my God. So that was what? They use body wash. Big (laughs) big deal. Big deal. So we went and I said, okay, pick up some shampoo. Oh, Tina. Jeez Louise. (sighs) That is. That is so funny. That's a great, that was a great story. (laughs) Oh my God. 
I mean, oh my. I got tears coming God. out of my eyes. I just, I, I came home. I was so, so mad. And then in the car. <laughs> you got to let them have it because you got shame. Now you got to so, shame so them. I was just so annoyed. And then my, my son is, is is on my phone trying to like put his playlist up. And I <sighs> said, I need the phone for a second. And I grab it. And it's the songs. I don't know what happened. He goes, you're changing all the songs. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> I, like, I shut the radio off. I lost my mind. Oh my God. You embarrassed me today. I was children. like, I am yeah. stressed out of my mind. And like, now you're going to tell me that I changed the playlist. I was, yeah. oh, no, it's no. It's the best. Well, it's so funny because I, on my list of things to talk about was that my hair is falling out. So let's just, <gasps> Wait, let's, let's continue to talk about, okay. Listen Wait, to is me. it because you're lightening it? No, no. So first of all, I come from a family of very thick, luxurious hair. Yes. My sister always had like the thickest hair. And a few years ago, she came down to visit and she's like, feel my hair. And I put my hair in her, in her, she's two years older than me, but I put my, yeah. my hands in her hair and I go, what the, f-? like her hair was so thin. Not like, you know, just, it wasn't what it was. Yes. Right. And, and she's like, this is from getting older. I'm like, <gasps> what in the fuck? Meanwhile, my hair was still flowing. High, right. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to two years later. My hair is so thin and it's still long. But yeah. like when I do this, Tina, like this is all the hair I have. Like this is it. <laughs> And my hair is thinning out. And I, I, I was thinking about how happy I am about being older yes. and like you get wiser and like you're more yes. mature and like you're like, you've got a grasp on like, okay, this is what life is. Like, and you know who you are. Yeah. And you're yes. like so comfortable with everything. I think that that's on purpose because we have to then deal with the fact that bullshit. we're balding <laughs> and I can't yeah. run without peeing in my pants yeah. and what, my tits why? are to the ground. Like why, I can't why function. Why this happen to us? I don't know. And then also on top of that, I get my period and I'm like, oh, great. So just keep reminding me yeah. that this is a thing. Like, can we just all get on the same page? Can my body and mother nature like all get in sync? Yes. Like just have my hair fall out, <laughs> the wrinkles, <laughs> the boobs fall, no period. Like give yes. it all to me at one time. Why is this this gradual, like yes. getting older? But by the way, you're still going to get this thing you've had since you were 14. Like, yes. can we just get on the same page about where my body's going to be? I get a pimple. I'm like, why, why, what is happening? I, I, it's confused. My body's confused. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm bald. You're, t- <laughs> she's not bald. And she's listen, if it was from coloring my hair blonde, I'd go bald doing that because it looks fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were saying like maybe something happened with the process. No, no. It's just, I'm trying to think. I'm old. My, my hair used to be super, super thick and I feel like it's still thick, but I do layers now. And so when you have the layers put in it, it, you know, that kind of, mm-hmm thins things out so that I never can really tell. Well, my hairdresser was like, you just need to cut your hair shorter. And I'm like, but I like my long hair. I don't want to cut it shorter. Yeah. Like, am I going to be a golden girls where I'm like teasing that little, this little patches of oh, hair that I have left? No, I don't want to do that. No, no, then no. Then also like, I don't know how this happens, but there's an algorithm that must be connected to my brain because as soon as I get on Instagram, it's like, here's a hair serum you can put in your hair to like make your hair grow thicker. And I'm like, no, listen, is this it's, a real it's thing? because they listen because my husband, they're listening I, on my phone, right? They have to, because my husband and I had a conversation about something, a conversation. I didn't yeah. look anything up. He didn't look yeah. anything up. We talked about something. Uh, the next thing you know, like on my the thing, like whatever we were talking about popped up and I was like, I'm telling this you, is freaking me out. It's effed up. I'm like, how is this, how is this an ad popping up when I was just thinking about how my hair is falling out to the ground? <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? It's some, it's, <clears throat> it's such garbage. Yeah. Well, let, let me tell you something else is garbage is Shakari Richardson. 
Oh, the being, the, the runner? Yeah, suspended yeah, because of right. testing positive Give me for a THD in her. In Give me a break. Her. I am so fucking pissed about this. It's not right. It's, it's a, not a, pro, it, it should only be performance enhancing drugs or, you know, because so many places it's legalized. Well, besides that, the war on drugs is a racist fucking thing yes. to begin with, yes. you know, and I saw a fun, a good tweet this morning. I wish I had written down who, who wrote it, but, um, it was talking about how I remember seeing Michael Phelps hitting a yes. bong and yes. then going on to win a hundred fucking yes. medals the next, the yeah. next Olympics. What in the fuck? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, he's allowed. This is unfucking and believable. He got they to better do, let her go. Do you go. remember the whole Michael Phelps thing? Like, then he came out and he was like, I have a problem. Like, he, it oh, turned yeah. into this whole thing. Meanwhile, she's like, not doing that. Yeah. Like, which, is, which is what she should not be doing. No, it's some pot. No, she's, she's, she's like, weed. I'm a human being. And isn't her, like, one of her family members pass away and she was at a... Her a, mother. Give me a break. Her, her biological mother, who I don't know if she raised her, but it was, you know... It's still her mother. Also, of course. Also, um, a ton of athletes have now come out. And uh, I saw it on Bleacher Report on Instagram. And they're all saying how they use marijuana or medical marijuana. To, to This one uh, basketball player said he was on all these antidepressants most of his life. And the second he started just doing the the, the medical marijuana and not his entire life changed. He stopped yeah. taking the prescription pills. Like it is, it is enhances their lives for the better. It's not, yes. you know, can we please all calm oh, the please, fuck down please, now? Please, please. And how do you, this country is so disgusting. By the way, happy 4th of July. Okay. Here we go. I am so fucking tired of it. Tired of it. And we better stop doing this to athletes. And, by, and there was another, Nancy Mateo shared one on her Instagram. And it was like, we are working hard with using our bodies for this country yes. to represent yes. this country. And this is, our the black bodies. this is the thanks we get. Please. Give me a break. She shared the other a, a thing I got to tell you that I was pissed off about, and I know everybody kind of already talked about it, but was the whole Bill Cosby thing. Oh, I, I, uh, I uh, was like, no. How? And, and I had a conversation with my husband and I'm like, I don't like, I understand like that they made this mistake, but give me a break. Give me a break. Like this is a serial are they gonna, rapist. Yeah, are they going to retry him? This is a serial rapist. Yeah. Let's talk about what he, what he did to to women. Okay. Over yeah. 60 women. And there's probably Dr- a lot more than that. Drugged them. Drugged them. Drugged them and raped them. While his wife was upstairs on, in most me, of the cases. Uh, break. She left them downstairs, goes upstairs. He drugs them. It's and disgusting. Them. It's, 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 it, this isn't like he raped one woman. And even if he raped one woman, he should still be in jail. And I, I said to my husband, this whole statute of limitations on rape, it, it needs to end. It needs to be like murder. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I really feel like that. It's like there's, there should be no statute of limitations on that because sometimes women don't come out for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And then when they do, I, I, I hate that. It's like, why didn't they come out before? And they don't understand the fear and all of this stuff wrapped up in it. And he's a celebrity. And no one's going to believe he them. Has power. He's America's dad. Oh God. He, I mean, think about like back in the day, like everybody, I, I used to love Bill Cosby. Of course, Tina, but like. And now it's like this monster. The best part about me too is that we can start to break that stigma that we have on this love of a celebrity, this love of a person. No, no more. He's a person. Yeah. No more. He's a disgusting person. I mean, he's a disgusting person. Like, I mean, over 60 women and he just gets to go free. Oh, and smiling, smiling (sighs) as he walked out. And I mean, I, I don't know a lot. How long was he in jail? I think two and a half, three years. And it's, he's probably like, he's probably like super protected, right? Cause he's oh, Bill yeah, Cosby. Yeah, I mean, course. give me a break. Well, give me a break. Like that thing too. Like that to me, I don't think is right. 
I and feel then, like if you did a crime and you're a celebrity, you go with everybody else. Why do you get a special privilege? And yeah. if you get your ass beat, oh, well, yeah, you shouldn't have committed a crime. I'd punch him in the face and say, who's America's dad now, bitch? Right. Punch him right in the face. <laughs> what was one hit? God, I was saying, look, he used to do uh, the pudding pops. Oh I would have God. some kind of, he had, I mean, yeah. everything. You'd come up with a good I'd line. I'd come up with something. <laughs> you would, you'd come up with a good line. <laughs> I just can't fucking stand it. And I don't know a lot about this. I mean, I know the things that are going on with Britney Spears, like this free Britney thing. And I just read a whole article in the New Yorker. Well, did I'm you about, see the documentary? I haven't. But it's about very three good. quarters into this article that came out yesterday, Ronan Farrow and, and another writer did a whole thing about how she got to where she is in this conservative conservativeship, and it is incredible. It's 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 terrible incredible. what they've done. I mean, they manipulated her, and those things are not supposed to last for years. They're supposed no. to last like a few months. Give me a break. She's been in it for like twelve years, thirteen years. Because people uh, are greedy yeah. and they just want her money. There's a they want to use her for her money yeah. and for There's what she a, can provide them. The first judge that allowed Ugh. this conservativeship um, appointed a probate judge, a probate lawyer, to look through her to like monitor or something this is one of the many lawyers that are on the, the fucking ticket and then she has to pay for this right this guy gets five hundred ninety two thousand dollars a year for being this lawyer her living expenses for one year was like four hundred eighty three thousand this guy's getting paid more than it costs for her to live a year yeah that's how they're they're just siphoning off yeah. this money they're it's sucking so it gross. out it's so gross it's it's to watch and to use her children against no, her. No, 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 no. Oh that, that's God. the worst part of the article is when she's had, she Ugh. has these babies and, yeah. and she's trying the, the, there's one part that really went bad for her is, is she did not want to hand the kids over. Yeah. She's like, why are you taking my kids away? Like, I just want, like, she only had them a couple days, maybe a couple hours a yeah. week. And she was like, please, I don't want to, she just wanted to hold onto her baby. Yeah. She, and she was young. It's so it's terrible. Insane. It's terrible. Yeah. But we do, but we, when I say we, like our, our culture does this, Yeah, you know, like we, we just, we do it to our athletes. We do it to our child stars. It's just, we, we milk everyone for what they got and then they're discarded. Yeah. It's such a disgusting thing. And then she she, she does one crazy thing and they're like, oh, she's crazy. And they just feed off of that. Right. Instead of thinking about like what led her. Right. The years and years of manipulation and isolation and. But you know, Bill Cosby's walking around, so everything's fucking great. Um, Okay, so let's talk about a couple other things before we get started. I think we both have pretty short stories today, so whatever, we're 20 minutes in. Y'all hang in there for it. (laughs) So um, we are recording on (gasps) Saturday. I'm so excited. (laughs) I have so much homework to do. Okay, so I have homework to do. I am so excited for this podcast recording. We are going on one. I got, I listen every week. One of my favorite podcasts is called Keeping Up with the Cardassians. And Ooh. it is about Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. They go episode by episode. I, I love that idea. watched some of the episodes. I like it too because there's like an end to it. Too, yeah. You know, but um, they're really funny. So Rob, Nick and Joe are, are the hosts of the show and we've kind of like supported each other on social media and I started listening to the show. It's really, really good. And, uh, so we are recording an episode with them on Saturday. Yeah. I cannot wait. And it's like going to be zoom. So we're going to be able to see them, which is so fucking crazy. And (laughs) the other thing is, you know, I, I listened to a bit of an episode. Yeah. Uh, the other day and where they um, talked about our show where they talked about our Which show is so crazy and they said that we are nerds like them yes and I was like oh I gotta get my nerd when, creds in line yeah I gotta gonna, get ready yeah they they call it the nerd resume so get I know I'm together. so I know I'm like what's oh well, my god I gotta <laughs> <laughs> you you've got a good list you've got a good list but when Nick said we're gonna have Tina and Hillary on from the muck I was like oh, 
Nick just said my fucking name on this podcast. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. I'm so excited, but yeah, um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So that'll come out. That episode of their show will come out on July 12th, which is the following Monday. So, Oh, keep, awesome. Yeah. So keep an ear out for that. Well, I'm sure we'll promote oh, it on our yes. social media. Yes, 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 um, yes. And last Friday we released our little oh. muck with uh, Malcolm, representative Malcolm Kenyatta. What an amazing episode. I mean, he is so smart and like low, like he gives these low shady comments. So good. Yeah. So, and it's just, I think I said it uh, maybe after we recorded, but like his use of metal, he has like Ugh. such great metaphors when he's it's so great. making these comparisons yes. and they're just really good. Oh my God. Really, I loved really it. Good. He was so good. I, I really hope he wins that U.S. Senate seat. I mean, groundbreaking, you know, and we need more people who are, yes. know what it's like to be a working, a working person in this country. Also, the last thing I want to say is that, um, we should do more promo swaps. So if you have yes. a podcast and you're listening and you want to do a promo swap, let us know. Send us an email at um, themuckpodcast at gmail.com and we can swap promos and yes, get ourselves yes, in front yes. of your podcast and you can get in front of our audience and keep our, keep the podcast fam love going. Yes. Okay. <gasps> oh, girl. Okay. Well, you're are first. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Well, because we are going on the Cardassian podcast, <gasps> it has inspired me today. I thought I would do a little... Michigan love, since these oh, boys are in Michigan. These, these lovely boys are in Michigan. So I am doing another mayor of Detroit. Well, they Detroit um, come on, has we, a great history. It does. It does. <laughs> so uh, I am doing former mayor of Detroit, Richard Reading. Oh. So when I went to go look up, like, bad guys of Detroit, it was Kwame Kilpatrick is the guy. Like, yes. he's the one. And every article that I tried to find about this guy, it was like, uh, you think Kwame's bad. There's a list of these bad mayors. And it's like, yes. so I, I found him on this list. But you can't read an article about Richard Reading without seeing a mention of Kwame Kilpatrick in oh, it now. Cool. Like, he's just, Kwame yeah, is the worst. Yeah, he's just everywhere. And, and it's recent. <laughs> it's like, and it's recent. Um, so let's start. So Richard William Reading was born in Detroit on February 7th, 1882. He was educated in the, in the Detroit public schools and attended the University of Detroit. He married Blanche White in 1901, and the couple had four children. Um, he was a, for a time, he was a semi-pro wrestler. Oh. Which, by the way, our boys over at Hell is Full of Dads. Yes. They're huge wrestling fans. Yeah, but are heard they? this on their episodes? Yes, but they're not... Okay, so what kind of wrestling? No, they're like, no, well, so Barefoot grew up with his dad's huge into wrestling. Did you hear the episode with Papa Barefoot? No, I have. I'm behind. Oh I'm behind on on. He's he's amazing. Hell is fools. That's my my this week. That's the podcast I'm catching I mean, up with. He, he has a better memory than I do. I, I this guy knows everything, and he but he would see local wrestlers, but then they loved all of that pro, you know wrestling circuit stuff like Hulk Hogan yeah they none of nobody likes nobody on that show likes Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan they like but they like Andre guys. I watched yes, a great documentary all, uh on Andre the Giant yes, yes so yes. good I know so good so sad his life oh forget it oh my god it really made it it, it, it it was good I know um he later worked various jobs as a printer a newspaper executive and a real estate dealer before entering public life in 1921 it was the real estate enterprise that it was at the real estate enterprise that he caught the eye of mayor james cousins who appointed him city assessor in december 1921 oh. he thought of richard as a hard worker with a lot of knowledge of property values in the city three three years later acting mayor joseph martin made him city controller 
Oh, uh-oh. Which is dealing with money. finances, yeah. you know. Here we go. In 1925, <laughs> yeah. In 1925, he was elected city clerk, a post he held until 1937 when he ran for mayor. So by this time, he had built himself a political machine of remarkable strength, and he smiled and backslapped his way to a considerable level of popularity among voters. Okay, so yeah, he's starting. But he kind of starts from the bottom, works yes. his way up. Yes. So, um... This is what the Detroit News wrote of him. Quote, everybody in town knew Dick Reading. Five foot three inches of smiling gen- gen- geniality. Five right? foot three? He's very short. So a lot of people called him Lil Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Honey. I, took the, I saw that in, in so many places where they called him Little Dick. And then when I was looking at pictures of him, he's standing like with other mayors or whatever, and he's considerably shorter. Like he's up I to mean, their five shoulders. five three is... It's very short. Yes, because yeah. how tall are you? Five eight. Yeah, I'm yeah. like five seven. Yeah, that's tiny. I know, I know. Five Ooh, three. Did he wear lifts? I don't. Think so. <laughs> that's always the best when people when oh, yeah. when when uh, remember the Seinfeld episode when the guy wore lifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't remember his name right now, but I'm gonna get shit for that. What's his name? Oh, forget it. Here we go. Okay, so uh, noting his renowned use of puns, they also he's, they also said about him, he never missed a banquet, a smoker, a Sanger fest, or a wiener roast. But- he joined everything <laughs> he could get into. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that list is great. Yeah, a wiener roast. <laughs> so oh, he announced in 1938 that he was going to run for mayor, right? So they wrote about him, quote, Reading's life has been a life of honesty, efficiency, and steady progress. By electing Mr. Reading to be mayor, the people of Detroit will be recognizing merit and will be doing themselves a service. So they endorsed him, right? Yeah. Uh, Reading won the election, but was almost immediately in trouble. Oh, Most God. of Reading's term was characterized by his own administrative ineptitude and willingness to shape his policies to please his friends. Oh, God. Here we go. So he doesn't really know what he's doing. No. Well, and... Uh, well, he's had some experience. Um, do you think so? I mean, city clerk? Yeah. Come on. He is said to hate. He is said to have uh, hated advice and seldom took it. He was also very impulsive. He baited organized labor and exerted superiority over others. Oh, well, no. that's because he's five three. Yeah, he's got the little <clears throat> big man complex Sorry. and the, the Napoleon complex. Yes. A few days later, a few days after being sworn in, the Common Council, which is like the city council, was asked to approve the purchase of a new six thousand dollar limousine for reading to use. No. Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. So, so he needs a big car because he's so tiny. Well, <laughs> could you imagine? He must feel tall getting out of that, right? Oh God. I know. It's so sad. Mm. I don't know. See, this is where I'm glad I'm a woman because that male ego, it could really fucking do, do a number on you, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Um, when it was pointed out that the police department was badly in need of new squad cars, Reading replied, quote, gentlemen, I int- intend to take this mayoring seriously and I need that car. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about your squad cars. Yeah. I know that you need to catch the bad guys, but how am I supposed to be a mayor if I don't have a limousine? <laughs> how the fuck am I supposed to do that this job? That is the craziest thing. Why does he need a limo? Where is he going? I don't know. Shortly after getting his limo, Reading went on a crusade against welfare fraud, city purchasing deals, and misspending by the Department of Public Works. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Misspending. Yeah. $6,000 car. And back then, then. yeah. Yeah. Um, Investigations took place, but they didn't find much. So he's telling, like, we need to investigate these apartments, but there was nothing there to even find. So it was odd when a sensational scandal involving the police department rocked Detroit in August 1939. So here comes the scandal. Okay. A woman, this is terrible, I'm sorry, 
this is trigger warning, but um, a woman despondent over the end of her relationship with a bookie killed herself <gasps> and her nine-year-old daughter no. and sent notes to the newspapers, <gasps> FBI, and others alleging that her former sweetheart was paying graft to police in exchange for overlooking his $10 million <gasps> gambling racket. Wow. Okay. That's huge. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah. And you know why? She, she, I mean, I guess I'm sure she's sad the relationship's ending, but also you can't like rat someone out like that and think you're going to get away with it. You know wow. what I mean? Wow. So um, $10 million is equivalent to $169 million what? today. As a time. bookie? Yeah. Holy crap. I think there's mob involved here. There's too. got to There's be. a lot of mob involved in the in this story, but. Um, that is a yeah. huge enterprise. Yeah. Wow. I know. And then she sends all these letters out. Yeah. <gasps> I know you love that. I do. I know. Um, so when the so common, now they have to investigate, right? So when the common Ooh. council called for a grand jury investigation to the police department, reading opposed it. Uh oh. Uh oh. The debate grew more and more heated, playing out in the newspapers. So reading is determined to root out corruption in other departments, even when there's no allegations of right. wrongdoing, but not investigate the police department following this this mm. case and these letters and everything else. Because he's getting some weird. money. He's getting a little a little taste something's of that not money. Right. Yeah, something's yeah. not right. Public outcry outcry and suspicion grew and reading was crushed in his reelection bid by common council president Edward Jeffries. So the the public's like right. you get Bye. the fuck out. Yeah. Take your limousine with you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> in February nineteen forty, the grand jury returned one hundred and thirty five indictments, <gasps> including the names of the prosecutor, sheriff, superintendent, no. superintendent of police and Ex-mayor <gasps> Richard Reading. <laughs> more digging into the police. Wow. Yeah. More digging into the department found that Reading took money for giving promotions. Oh. Police to the police officers. Dozens of Detroit police officers and officials and officers went to jail on corruption charges. Reading was accused on April 20, 25th, 1940 of conspiring with 80 cops to protect <gasps> the numbers racket in Detroit. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, do they know how much money he made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, there was a major problem with organized crime in Detroit at the time. So this is where, you yeah. know, the cops were covering up for it. This guy, the mayor's wow. covering up for it. Witnesses accused him of accepting $55,000 in monthly payments, which <gasps> would be equivalent to $929,000 today. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, 900,000 a month. Yes. Oh my God. Honey. Dang, I'm always in the wrong business. <sighs> Man. I mean, I'd keep my mouth shut too. I'd help cover up anything for nine hundred nine hundred thousand dollars a month. I mean, would I though? It's just so but it risky. Was he like, what am I going to go to like, jail what, for this? What do you do with that money? You know, because yeah. you can't you can't be flashing it around too much. I don't know. I'm not a criminal. Like, where Where are you putting it? Where is he stashing it? That's a See, lot of money. This is where how but go? criminals don't think like you do. You're not a criminal. I'm not either. Like that's what criminals do. They don't even think about like where am I going to put yeah. it? They're just like do it. All right. Yeah. Like they don't think about long term that they're going to sit their ass in jail Ugh. or where are they going to bury this money. Where are they burying the money? Ooh, let's take a oh trip and go God. dig up. Yes, yes. <laughs> dig up jars of money that's probably disintegrated by now. <laughs> um, he was convicted the following year and sentenced to four to five years in prison. His response. Wait, four? Four to five years in that's prison. That's it? That's it. Dang. His response was this, and this is why I did this story, because I read this quote and I said, I got to fucking do this story. <laughs> he said, quote, this is the greatest injustice since the crucifixion of Christ. <laughs> End quote. Wow. So to be 5'3 <laughs> and to have that kind of idea about yourself. Wow. He must have been a monster. Wow. Like a fucking monster. Wow. Right? 
Wow. Yeah. This is like inflated Insane. ego. <laughs> it's, this is as bad as crucifying Christ. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. He fought the verdict for two years before finally entering Jackson prison in January 1944. When he was paroled after serving slightly more than three years, the Free Press editorial board summed up Reading's legacy as follows. Um, before I read this quote, I'm going to let you know that he also hired his son to be like a secretary in this, uh, in his administration. So his okay. son was involved in all this too. So the quote is quote, he and his worthless son worked together to corrupt the police department, the council and every other branch of our city government. This newspaper does not know the politics behind the release of this foul prostitute, <gasps> a public oath, but we go on record as saying that the parole of Dick reading makes a mockery of all law and justice. Never in the story of Detroit has there been a more contemptible crook because he traveled under the guise of respectability. Ooh, yeah. I love this quote. Yeah. Meanwhile, and then I He's wrote walking free. Yeah. I wrote meanwhile, 50 years later, We'll get Kwame yeah. Kilpatrick to come running in and he'll take that prize right fucking from, from Richard wow. Reading. Yeah. Wow. But of course his trouble wow. wasn't over because the U.S. government claimed he owed $18,000 in unpaid taxes, which is like nothing compared, compared to what this to guy. Compared to the $900,000 I mean, he's making a please, month. Please. He paid a $10,000 fine, $18,228 to settle the income tax evasion charge. And then he retired to White Lake Township and lived a quiet crime-free existence until his death on December 9th, 1952 at age 70. Crime-free existence, but he's living off all that money. Yeah. What? Retired. Wow. Must be nice. Yeah. Paid Must a little, be nice. Paid a little bit to the he's government. Probably like, away. He's, he's probably a community like off of Lake Michigan. That's like really oh, beautiful. Yeah. All those beautiful lakes Give there. Give me a break. Honey. Honey. Well, that's my story. It was short and sweet, but... Oh, by the good. way. So one of the photos that I found um, of him, because I couldn't find a lot, uh, he's being fingerprinted, which also <laughs> then you can see his height, which is interesting. But I found it... I, I know that you sh Tina does our show notes and she does the... Um, the credit for the photo, but I found the photo on somebody's Twitter. So this guy who, who's the Twitter it is, which I should have in front of me, but I don't. Um, he did a whole, he's like, you think Kwame's bad. You should look at this long list of, um, oh, it's called, his Twitter's called Just Call Me B Hunt. B-H-U-N-T. Oh. Um, he's like a black historian from Ooh. from Detroit. And so he's a younger guy too. And he's like, here's a list of all the Detroit mayors. And this guy was on it and his picture, you know, Richard oh, Reedy cool. was there. But he also covered, there was another mayor in there that I was like, God damn, I should have done this guy. And he, um, I actually sent myself a note to cover him later. But he was part of like keeping everybody segregated, taking about oh. apart the housing department, <gasps> like really, really racially fucking a, mate, like a monster you know so i gotta i'm gonna have to yeah. go back and do detroit yeah. again yeah but that's for our friends over at cardassians i hope you guys like it wow that was a great story thank you a great i'm still story. drinking my coffee well now Ooh. now i get to oh, be comfortable now you get to relax mm. so mine is a short and sweet too okay today because last week you made my head explode i know i, I again, know i, I apologize I know. to everybody listening <laughs> <laughs> i know so i was like well because i had two i had two in a row that were like yeah, yeah heavy heavy so well, i was like okay i'm gonna yeah i take it down a notch i mean the whole <laughs> ride home last sunday i was thinking about how i had to listen to that and how i'm gonna have yeah. to edit myself screaming <sighs> and it was very difficult yeah, that guy to hear myself screaming like something that. else Oh, I, I loved it though. Because usually when I scream at people, then I just walk away and I say, no, I'll get over yeah. it. Well, now it's, now it's like an on, now on, it's, on recorded. Now it's on, on the record. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to live in this brain, live rent-free in this head. All right. Okay, go. Sorry. Today, I'm yes. going to tell you the story of the Oklahoma kickback scandal. Hmm. 
So throughout the 1970s and 80s, Oklahoma spent around $100 million annually on roads and equipment. But when the feds investigate the potential misuse of public funds, they uncover one of the biggest kickback schemes in U.S. history. Oh, my God. So our story takes place in Oklahoma. And what's really great about this story is it's not just one city or county, but roughly 67 of the 70 counties throughout the state are involved in this scandal. Holy cow. Which is huge. Yeah. Imagine like Florida. No. If it was like the bulk of uh, our counties. That's incredible. It it was incredible. So there were several county commissioners involved, along with a former state auditor and a former governor who may have been linked as well. So I'm going to just like talk about the scandal as a whole rather than individuals because... Mm. It was everybody. Yeah, Yeah. it was too many. So, okay. According to Prowling Owl, in Oklahoma, there are those 70 counties, and each county has three commissioners, roughly, which is about 210 commissioners. And in 1981, almost all of them Mm -hmm. were involved in what the feds called Oak Scam. And the scam involved misusing public money meant for roads and repair equipment, Mm. like bulldozers and like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there was about $100 million, like I said, allocated for those roads. So that's the pool of money that we're talking about. So that money is there allocated for the roads. And that's what they were using to pull off this kickback scheme. So the New York Times reported that commissioners had to choose the lowest and best bids Yes. For equipment and different things. So they got to decide which bit is best. So they had a lot of power here on how mm. they were going to choose, what equipment, what supplier we're going to use, and stuff like so that. So that's where the kickback comes in. That's where the kickback comes in. So UPI reported that for over three years leading up to the indictments in 1981, feds worked on rooting out that corruption. So there was this idea that everyone knew that all of the politicians were involved And they all wanted to like wet their beaks a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the feds wanted to kind of pin it down. But they really um, were struggling with like how to catch them in this scam, you know. So they knew that it was happening. But it just, I guess, gathering the evidence for it was where they were maybe having a bit of a struggle. And Douglas Fever of the Washington Post cited a political appointee at the time, Leroy Wheeler, who's had this to say. It's nothing new. But I was really amazed it was this bad. I knew when a guy bought a little bulldozer, he got to keep something for Christmas. But I just can't imagine signing a voucher for equipment that wasn't delivered. Ooh. <gasps> wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it was like, even like we're buying equipment that doesn't even exist. Yeah. That's just expensive too. <laughs> yes. So they just get the money and they put it in their right. pocket. Right. But the fact that this guy's like, oh, they keep a little something for Christmas. Like, oh yeah, I people mean, get money here and there. Like, <sighs> So again, they don't have... All of this evidence, but thanks to a clerk, they end up with this huge case. So UPI's Culver reported that uh, Dorothy Griffin, who was a a clerk, was facing potential IRS troubles Mm. because of her involvement. So that's how, you know, they kind of have the IRS call and say, hey, you know, things don't look right. And so she just was like, okay, I'm going to just tell you about this kickback scandal. And she just like spills the beans about everything to save herself. And it was her evidence that allowed the case to move forward. So they wire her up. Oh boy. And she's able to provide um, about a hundred hours of taped evidence. Oh my God. And not only that, the Washington Post reported that prior to sort of being wired up, like the evidence that she provided, she took them to a barn 
that was filled with invoices of like <gasps> all of, she was like, oh my here God. you go. Why do they keep these things? Why do they keep <laughs> A full everything? barn full of everything. Oh my gosh. So once the Fed had uh, Griffin's evidence, they were able to pressure one of the main vendors, this guy, Guy Moore, and he finally caved. And he revealed that he had given over 8,000 kickbacks in 28 years. Wow. So it that's it's a gone long on forever. time. Yeah. yeah. So along with Griffin's a county commissioner at the time, Rufus Earl Young helped the feds too. And according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, he spent 10 months wearing a wire and pretended to be a corrupt politician on the take. And he took in about $6,700 in bribes for wow. his time. So he was one of the few honest people and he kind of saw, mm. I think he, I think he like ordered something or saw something and then he got like commissioners yelled at him. They're like, no, no, that's not how we do things. And he was like, I like he, that's when he started realizing, Oh, there's yeah something going on. And even the guy, a uh, guy Moore, who was the vendor, he was like, I can only think of four commissioners who turned me down like for this, like everyone else was like, sure, oh my God. you know, out of all these people. So this is how sort of the scam worked. So Douglas Fever of the Post explained it this way, noting that there were two types of deals that they did. And this is, I guess, why it was so hard for them to find. Mm -hmm. um, one is a standard 10% kickback. The county commissioner buys a load of gravel or a road grader blade, whatever, and gets 10% from the seller. Simple and clean, very hard to trace unless either the seller or the commissioner talks. I mean, but how, so, all, but all of this stuff is paid through the county. Yes. So then how does it like given in cash? Like, let's say it's a $600 thing. Someone brings him 60 bucks. Like, is that what happened? I think so. Okay. Because yeah. otherwise it can't, that can't go through the county. Yeah. So weird. It's so weird. So the other is a little more creative and results in a bigger payoff. The commissioner buys a shipment of bridge timbers, but the lumber is never delivered. Oof. The commissioner and the seller split the entire fee, less 10% for the person who wrote the voucher showing that the sale was made. So then they were doing wow. that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. Is this similar to another story you've done? Yes. I was going to say this sounds yes. very familiar. Yes. It's the, oh gosh, I can't remember what state, but it was another. Yeah, the same kind of thing. Yes. It was with, um. oh gosh. And somebody had all the receipts It still. was with the police. It was something about forgot. the police and the tolls. We've and done the, too many I know we've stories. done so many. Oh my God. So they're making some money, girl. Dang. All right. So remember how I said they had to take but a, the stuff not being delivered is, is that's, that's, in, that's incredible. Yeah. Because like, here's a bulldozer no, and then no, there's no, no bulldozer. That's, that's insane. That's like $150,000 yes. piece of machinery. Yes. The and just, stuff, <laughs> but where's the money going? Who, who, when the county writes it, so then it goes to the seller, like the bulldozer equipment company, and then they get, turn around, give the money to the commissioner. Like, how does that work? That's, that's the part right? that I don't get. I don't they understand how the laundering works. Like yeah, I, I, think, I try so hard to, to like, so the bulldozer company gives the, 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 the invoice to the County, whoever yes. in the County pays it, right. pays the County money, gives the check to the bulldozer company. Yes. Now they've got the money. Yes. And then they, that, and for then, no equipment. Right. And then they give half of it to they the must, commissioner. Yeah. yeah. So they're all fucking scamming. Yes. Yeah. By the way, our money. Our, our money. Fucking That's tax what I'm saying. Money. It's all public money. Jesus. It's crazy. And they have a hundred million dollars to mm -mm. play with every year. Mm -mm. It's wild. So remember how I said they had to take the lowest and best bid. The New York Times reported that federal prosecutors claimed that low bids were destroyed. Suppliers they didn't like were removed from bidding lists. Mm -hmm. And they only took bids from suppliers they liked. 
See, this is where it gets tricky. This, this is, is where, where it's dirty. Yeah, it's because dirty. and also because this is where it's dangerous. If you yes. take somebody off who knows what you're doing, yeah, then, then they're going to start talking. That's suspicious. Yeah, yeah. You're you just take start... people off the list. No, no, no. And um, I just remember from working in the city, like you have to put things out to bid. You have to do a public of notice of yes, it, yes, and you know, yes. and and then different bids come in, and then they have to decide. Yes. And so I guess if they have their special list of people, yeah, coming up with a reason why you're going with Joe versus this guy when this other person is a, you know, might be less, yeah. right? But they're still going to go with this I other mean, if vendor. You're, if yeah. you're sitting on a county commission or city commission, you shouldn't even, if you have a friend who owns a company, you should, you should shouldn't not even get a bid from them. Yeah. Don't, you sh- nothing should look suspicious. So the charges, according to Tulsa World, in the end, 230 commissioners former commissioners and their suppliers faced indictment. Dang. Yeah. Lot. 230 people. Jesus. So a fever of the Washington Post further noted that in the first hundred cases, roughly half, about $25 million was misspent. Mm. Colvern also noted that the commissioners were resigning daily due to the scandal. It oh, was I love just this. like, yeah. imagine like you're in your state and every day, like commissioners across the state are resigning their positions because they're guilty. Wow. So the prowling outpost further explained that many counties, 13 in fact, saw all three of their sitting commissioners resign and face indictments. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> They're just gone. And so, I mean, just think about it. If it was like Broward, Miami, West Palm, and like, boom, all these county commissioners are gone. We would like be like, there's stuff. What? I, I feel like there's stuff that does happen and we just don't we know just about don't it. We just don't know. Don't you think that there's probably some shadiness happening? There Come on. There has to Come be. Come on. There has to be. Everyone's on the take. Oh, please. So in the end, most of the commissioners and those involved took plea deals. And in October 1981, Fervor's Washington Post, um, I took a lot from him. Um, He said that at that time, only three folks had gone to trial. But UPI's Harry Culver reported that then U.S. Attorney David Russell had this to say. I anticipate that before it is over, there will be in excess of 200 persons charged like we saw. Mm. Um, So uh, they end up with that long list of people who are convicted. So because of the breadth of folks involved, I'm not going to get into the sentencing yeah. of, of people. But most of it, like I said, most people resigned their seats. Most people had to pay restitution. And some of the aftermath was special elections had to be held throughout the entire state what? to fill <laughs> all these vacancies. Oh, my god! Like all of the, like the, the problems that they but have. But special elections <laughs> cost money, too. It costs money. Oh, my God. These fucking it's assholes. It's such like jerks. <laughs> So the New York Times reported that the Oklahoma legislature uh, created uh, county purchasing agents, a position mm. f- because of this, yeah, hello. so that there's a special yes. person that deals with, so yes. that the commissioners didn't have that financial yes. responsibility. It should not be in their hands. Right. So some points of interest, Culver of UPI reported that, I thought this was interesting, that the clerk, uh, Kathy Griffin, also admitted to providing sexual favors to commissioners and suppliers. And she, um, so this is the one that blew the whistle. Yes. But she claimed quote, at the time I was working for the government and I said, and did anything to get them to open up and get information for the government. She's blowing people that's for information. She, that's, what she, what that, the fuck? that's that's the implication. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? How? how? <laughs> Why would she do that? I don't know. Well, listen. Why? I mean, after your story about like, the espionage, I wouldn't. They're trying to get that woman with Cuba in Cuba. Yes. his girlfriend, uh, Castro's girlfriend. I wouldn't put anything. Uh, yeah, past I mean, U.S. government, but. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to say. Yeah, I was like, that's like pretty wild. Yeah. (laughs) 
The FBI undercover commissioner, um, Rufus Earl Young, he was honored by the FBI with the Louis E. Peter Memorial Award, which is their highest honor. Mm. But despite the honor, folks did not like that he participated in the undercover work or his honesty. So he was saying like, it didn't, you know, like people in the community were pissed off because they were like, no, this stuff happens all the time. Like, who are you to get all these people in trouble? Like, it, it's just this wow. mindset, which I thought. Well, because they're friends, they're probably friends with them. Yeah. You know, the, 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 uh, the way that people just, uh, like turn the other way. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so fucked it's up. It's so weird. And I found, oh, girl. it was just very ironic. And I found an article that talked about this one person, um, was upset because I guess roads used to get fixed, right? Private roads. So yeah. the old crew would fix private roads, but you can't fix private roads with public money. Right. You can fix the public roads. Right. So these people on private roads that were like, oh yeah, they would come if I said, hey, I need this. Of course they would fix it because they're making money off of all wow. of this stuff. So now people are like, well, now our roads aren't getting fixed uh, and this and that. So they're pissed off. Oh my God. It's just, go pay for it to get fixed and public. You don't live on a public road, dummy. Yeah. And the New York Times cited board of commissioners of Cleveland County, Evelyn Orth, as saying, if the commissioners had only followed the rules when they were set up and not spoiled the citizens the way they did, then we wouldn't be in such a mess because everyone was pissed off. So oh, God. Um, the New York Times reported that the kickback scheme was so well known that there was an old story about some guy running for county commission promising to end 20% kickbacks. And his opponent supposedly says he knows it's only 10%. I've never taken more than 10% in my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, just go to jail. Go just to go jail. right to jail, please. Go to jail. So Republicans at the time wanted to use the scandal as a way to grow the party and capitalize on the corrupt Democrats, even though there were a t lot of Republicans also oh, you involved. Know, can we stop it already? It's stop so ridiculous. You're all jerk-offs. They're all, they're all, oh my God. Um, and the other one um, that I thought was interesting is there was a state auditor involved, mm. this Tom Daxon, and, you know, elected position and all of that. And he ended up cooperating with the feds. But my favorite thing is that he still held political office as an interim county treasurer. So like what? He like take he's part of this. He he ends up working for the feds to sort of, you know, uh, like a lot of people did so that they could have a lesser sentence or lesser fine or who knows what. But he still ends up as county treasurer. Then he became the Oklahoma Director of State Finance, then Oklahoma Secretary of Finance and Revenue, and then he was chair of the Oklahoma Republican Party. But I'm like, wow. So yeah, just yeah. be part of a kickback scheme wow. and then you get to still like be in control of money. It's unbelievable. Great. It's unbelievable. And Tulsa World reported that in 2020, a lobbyist was trying to loosen the laws that went in place after the scandal, saying that the commission that these commissioners have to ask permission for everything and that it would speed things up if they could just approve it without having to sort of go through all the jump through all these hoops. Okay. But I get why they want to keep those restrictions in place because obviously this Hello. was a huge scandal. You just had a problem. And I'm like, what does this lobbyist want? Why is this lobbyist working mm. so hard to kind of get these restrictions gone? I mean, I don't trust anybody. No, no, <laughs> you guys just proved you, we can't trust you. Yes. We're not doing that anymore. So, um, yeah. So another article I read said that this was going on for over 40 years. That <gasps> This is what the county commissioners were doing for 40. It was just part of it. Like you come in and then you get to be the next person involved in 
getting this money. Wow. So that's it. That's the story of the Oklahoma kickback scandal. Wow, Tina, that's really it's good. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. A lot. And like over the whole state, like they all had to like sort of, did they communicate? Did they all, I mean, obviously they were all in on it together. But the vendors must be in on it. They must understand what it, how it goes too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that main supplier was, I mean, he said for 28 years, he was, I mean, 8,000 different kickbacks. Yeah. That's a lot. So I just thought it was interesting. I was like, yeah, the whole story. state is involved. Ugh. What? Just But you know what this it's again, these are the kinds of things where people go, oh, they're all crooks, they're all criminals. And then you you know, you can't I was thinking about this the other day, though. There are more trustworthy, good, hardworking elected officials than there's bad ones. You know yes. what I mean? And so I and it's I have to remind myself of that when we do this because mm-hmm. we focus on these bad guys, but there are a ton of a fuck ton yeah of really really good elected elected people except on every Oklahoma level in the 19 yeah well, that's true. <laughs> that, that entire batch that whole state except for that like... whole bad yeah we could throw that out but you know I, I hate when people complain about it and I'm yeah. like yeah I know I get it but it's you know what I'm not good at is playing politics like I'm yeah. not good at I mean I dip my toe into the party a little bit but I exploded in a, in a meeting this week that you were on that I won't really get into oh. but I'm just not happy about uh propping up bad uh, leadership leadership yeah and i don't want to be a part of those kinds of decisions and um i was like why wasn't i told about this and our friend said to me did you read the agenda it was on there i was like oh whoops (laughs) (laughs) whoops but i so i was i was taken back i was taken aback by that we were going to be asked to to help this this one organization that i think is um completely incompetent and we need to stop supporting them. I'm not going to say more than that. And I'm not getting into it, but I just feel like uh, until good organizations and clubs and caucuses start saying no to the bad ones and start holding people accountable. Yeah, holding people accountable. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not doing that. We're not saying it out loud. And uh, when you do that, then you're being accused of being a racist or whatever. It's so fucking dumb, which Mm. is so dumb. And inappropriate. You don't do shit like that. So, um, yeah, it's not cool. I don't know. I just feel like it's time to hold people accountable. And if we want to move the party forward, then we better start thinking about that. Yes. Taking that seriously. Yes. Uh, because Florida, Dem- Democrats and, and the people <sighs> of Florida overall are losing uh, rights and um, autonomy over our bodies as women because we can't as a party, get our shit together. So, hey, that's a great way to end the yes. episode. What do you think? Hey, <laughs> positivity. <laughs> I mean, it's Sunday. I'm thinking about going to get a burrito. What do you think Ooh. about that? <laughs> I could eat a burrito. Yeah, that sounds good to me right now. God, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, know. thank you guys for oh. listening. Oh, hi. Somebody out hi. there? Hi. hi, how are you? Good to see you. And we will see you next week. All right, I'm going to go in and get a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Love you too. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. 
Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty. 